Today's episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. The Jumbo Shrimp season is done, so dare I say, an episode every week. We'll see. It's the off-season. Welcome to the Roger Hoover Podcast. I'm Roger Hoover, and welcome to this episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I'm recording this on Thursday, September 13th, 2018, from the Tuscaloosa, Alabama studios of the podcast, and it's great to have you with us for the first episode of the 2018-19 off-season for the Jumbo Shrimp, but for me, even with the season over, this has remained a very busy week. Alabama volleyball, Alabama soccer, all coming up this week. I've got a soccer game tonight between Alabama and Ole Miss. That'll be on SEC Network Plus. And then over the next two days, I'll be broadcasting three volleyball games for the Crimson Tide on SEC Network Plus as well. So even though the season did come to an end last week on Labor Day, it has been a busy time ever since then. Even after the final game was recorded for the Jumbo Shrimp last Labor Day, I got on the car, headed down to Miami, had a couple of demo games that I broadcast just from a spare radio booth into my recorder as the Marlins played the Phillies last week. I'll also be going back to Miami coming up next week when the Marlins welcome in the Washington Nationals for a quick two-game series. So look forward to that. It should be a lot of fun as the uh, Marlins roster is pretty much all comprised at the moment of former Jacksonville players. So there are very few players that have not had some time, either part of a rehab assignment or coming up through the minors with the Jumbo Shrimp. So always has been a lot of fun to go to Miami at the end of the year and reconnect with some of our players. But this year, especially nice to reconnect with players like Austin Dean, who of course started the season swinging such a hot bat for Jacksonville. And also somebody that I saw even going all the way back to 2013 played in parts of four seasons for Jacksonville, Isaac Galloway. He finally got his major league opportunity earlier this year and is still part of the Marlins outfield for the rest of the season. So certainly good to see that and I cannot wait to get back to Miami. Also looking forward to getting back to Jacksonville for a little bit next week as the Jumbo Shrimp front office staff will have their off-site retreat when they review the 2018 season and then prepare for the 2019 season. And speaking of Jacksonville, I've got a bit of a Jacksonville feel for the podcast today as I'll revisit a conversation I had back on April 12th, 2018 with Jaguars linebacker Miles Jack. Now you may be thinking, wait a second, this interview is going to be dated as can be. It is a little bit dated in terms of what he's doing in the off-season but talks about the run the Jaguars had in the playoffs last year and what he's really hoping for this season. Not much of that has changed, but he was at the baseball grounds to throw out a ceremonial first pitch for our second home game of the year and then joined me on the radio as well. So I think you'll really enjoy hearing about Miles Jack and the journey he's taken to the NFL. Also, I think you'll enjoy hearing about his thoughts on the play where he clearly was not down against the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game last year. And speaking of that, of course, Miles Jack getting ready to take on the Patriots once again as the Patriots will be the Jaguars' opponent on Sunday, the home opener at TIAA Bank Field for the Jaguars in a rematch of the 2018 AFC Championship game. So this is a big game for Miles Jack coming up on Sunday. And with that, we revisit my conversation from last April with Jaguars linebacker Miles Jack. Roger Hoover now joined by Jaguars linebacker Miles Jack. How are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. Awesome. 
Well, it's good to see you throughout the ceremonial first pitch. How'd you feel about that first pitch? You know, honestly, I, I, I threw a sinker, but I wasn't too happy about it. I might have to come back out in a week or two, practice a little <laughs> bit, and um, show you guys what I can really do. Sink, that's pretty advanced. Yeah. Most people just go with a fastball and just kind of let it rip. But. You know, I, I tried to switch it up, try to show my abilities, but um, it, it didn't go how I wanted it to go, <laughs> so we'll work on it. <laughs> Here's a swing and a fly ball to right by Barris. Right to Barrett, who makes the catch for out number one in the top of the second inning. Now, you went to UCLA. Did you know Cody Poteet at all? He started for Jacksonville last yeah. night on the mound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bumped into him a couple of times, but, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Definitely. Of course, there have been a million good baseball players that have gone through UCLA. A lot of guys, a lot of <laughs> very talented school. <laughs> no doubt about that. Again, we're in the top of the second, 2-0, the Jumbo Shrimp with the lead. Nick Knighter working on the mound as we visit with Miles Jack throughout tonight's ceremonial first pitch. What a fun season the Jaguars just had as that misses inside for ball one. What was it like to just kind of be through that run? Of course, when you got to Jacksonville, team had gone through some tough times, but you've been part of this building process Correct. to a season like you guys had last year. Yeah, man. Um, last year was, it was definitely a magical city, not only for us, but for the city of Jacksonville. So um, I was definitely glad to be a part of a, of a, of a change of culture, of a, of a change of just of the, the name of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It, it definitely holds weight now. And, um, I'm, I'm very excited for next year. No doubt about it. A memorable playoff run. Got to host a playoff game first yeah. against the Bills. Yeah. And then I'm sure for you guys, after the big win in Pittsburgh, you get to fly home. You come across the street. Oh, man. So many fans waiting to greet you all. Man, um, that was that was. I think that was the coolest thing ever, just just getting off the bus and they're like, hey, we got a surprise for you guys. And we walked through, and it's thousands of fans cheering for us. They got music playing. We're dancing. Every, it's just a big party after dark. So very cool. And then we're leaving out, and people are lining up just – Screaming Duval at the top of their lungs, man. There's nothing better than that. Now, did you get on the mic that night? Uh, no, I, I didn't get on the mic. Um, I, I was just soaking it in, man. Just, just I've never been a part of anything like that. You know, I'm a Pac-12 guy, so <laughs> I, maybe that's the closest thing to SEC football I get to. You just let Jalen Ramsey do all the talking exactly, tonight, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, that certainly fired up the fans. And, uh, again, just so much fun to see you guys make it to the AFC Championship game. 3-2, swing and a miss. Nider with a strikeout. Now there are two gone, and I'm sure that game is really tough to look back on, especially the play you had that really should have been a touchdown. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it's definitely um, tough, you know, when you watch the replays and fans send you stuff on Twitter and then, you know, NFL or post stuff. But, um, you know, we just got to move forward. You know, that was a missed call. I'm sure there's other games where we've had some calls go our way that, you know I mean, it goes both ways. But at the end of the day, next year, um, we're definitely going to have that chip on our shoulder. And we know how far we can go and what we're capable of. No doubt about it. Now you guys, of course, watch film and you study as much as you can. For a game like that, do you watch that back very much yeah. when it's the end of the year yeah, and a tough I mean, loss? you have to. You can learn from, from anything, man, whether it's a win or loss. You can learn from anything. So um, as, as emotional and as devastating and heartbreaking that loss was, it's, it's definitely things to learn from, like playing to the last minute. So. That's one thing I'm definitely going to learn from that game. No doubt about it. It's fouled away by Gibbons. He's now down to his last strike at one ball and two strikes. What do you think made the defense so good last year? Man, we just – we, I don't know. I, I think it was just the right mix of guys, um, the right mix of swagger. Um, we, we just got guys that are just hungry, and everybody wants to be great. So when you got that much talent on one defense and everybody's running and we're all playing together all on the same page, it's hard to beat. It's tough. No doubt about it. And one of the big news, bits of news in the offseason with Paul Pazlesny is going to right. retire. What did you learn the most from him? Man, um, so many things on and off the field. But just how he carried himself. He was, he was a true professional, man. Um, that's one of the things I'm really going to miss, just seeing him around the building, how he carried himself, 
how he handles himself, how he handles, he comes in every day um, at 5.30 in the morning and works out, you know, gets his body right, um, stays in after late while everybody else is gone. Um, the things that man did was, was unbelievable. I'm definitely going to miss him, and I, I got to carry on his legacy some type of way. Do you feel like you're more of a leader now, having been around a couple of years and now knowing what it takes to win in the NFL? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, coming into the league, you don't really know what to expect, but as you start to learn, and again, a guy like Pudge, you know, you see how he carries himself, how, how, he, how he is a leader, how he sets the example, how, the right way to do things. So I learned the right thing to do, the right way to do things, and I, I'm very, very blessed to, to have a guy like that as an example. No doubt about it. Gibbons just had a single in the right field, so Brendan Sanger is next up. We're again visiting with Miles Jack, linebacker for the Jaguars. Now with Paws gone, are we going to see you play mostly the mic? Where are you going to be playing for the most part this year? Man. Um, I definitely want to be in the middle, you know, but um, I'm blessed to be able to play outside, inside. It, it, it's really up to the coaches, but if they if they put me at that mic, man, I'm definitely going to take it and run with it for sure. But I'm sure being the ability to play on the inside or outside, that makes you just smarter and you know the game better when you're out there, Correct, right? correct. I, I understand the defense. I, 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 really, I really understand the defense. I know what everybody's doing, everybody should be doing. So, um, again, put me at mic, I'll have that, that – um, that, that knowledge of knowing where everybody should be and, and what it should look like. No doubt about it. And what's your focus been this offseason? Just getting bigger, faster, stronger? Man, just just um, really just relaxing. You know, um, such an emotional season. Um, just getting my mind right, getting ready for next season. Obviously getting bigger, faster, stronger, and trying to learn more about the game. You know, learning how offenses attack our defense. Um, learning the things I did wrong that I could learn from so I don't make those same mistakes. And um, Man, just I cannot wait until the first game of the season. I bet. Cannot wait. Now, did the extra month with the playoffs take more of a toll on your body than maybe you thought it would? Um, or does it almost feel the same after the season? Yeah, over? I mean, you, it's it's it would be crazy to complain about having to play in the right. playoffs. So, um, I, I definitely do it again. If I if I play for ten seasons, I love to be in the playoffs ten seasons in a row. I I, I would not complain. So, um, yeah, I'd rather be in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> Ball and two strikes on Sanger. He takes high, and now the count is two balls and two strikes. What have you liked the most about being in Jacksonville? Man, um, just just the overall city, man. I mean, you got a beach. You got the food is delicious around here, man. I love the food. <laughs> the way the city is spread out, I like it. Um, just the pace of it, man. It's not too much. You never get too much traffic. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, it's a lot, man. I, I I really come to love Jacksonville. It's home for me. I bought a house here, so I didn't really go too too far this offseason. I stayed here, and I love it, man. I love it. That's good. Now you love the jumbo shrimp. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm an honorary team member. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Jack throughout tonight's ceremonial first pitch that missed inside for a ball, a throw down to second runner. Safe there, so stolen bag for Gibbons with Sanger still battling at the plate. Three balls and two strikes. Now you got to throw out your ceremonial first pitch to Correct. Max Duval. Duval, so Duval. Best last name ever, right? Man, it, it couldn't have been a better mix. Jack, Jack, Jacksonville, and Duval. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly love seeing that. Here's the payoff pitch from Nick Neiderts. Here's a swing and a fly ball into right that'll drop in for a base hit. Gibbons around third. He'll score without a play, and it's an RBI single by Sanger. So now the Bay Bears are on the board. It's a 2-1 game in the top of the second inning. Now Riley and Rowe will be next up. Did you play much baseball growing up? Man, um, it's something about sports with, with, with smaller balls, man. I just wasn't coordinated enough. I didn't have the, 
the heart to stand in there and while well, somebody's throwing the ball at me 90 miles an hour <laughs> to be able to look it in the eye and hit it I, I i couldn't do it so yeah man i didn't have the i don't have the heart these guys got <laughs> <laughs> Here's Riley Unroe again. The Bay Bears just scored a run, so now it's a 2-1 game. Here's a little tapper just to the go. front of the mound. Neidert's got it, tosses to first for the out, and the inning is over. Well, Miles, Jack, we have enjoyed having you at the baseball grounds Thanks. tonight. You did a great job in your first pitch. Just thank you for joining us on the radio as thank well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> great guy miles jack he even hung out with us in the radio booth for a little bit after the interview was done took some pictures asked us about our jobs as broadcasters uh he was a really great guy and we're certainly hoping for a big jaguars win coming up this sunday against the patriots they had already a good start against the giants and jack even had an interception return for a touchdown the last game so hopefully he can keep it rolling for the jaguars on sunday well, the Jumbo Shrimp season may be done for 2018, but earlier in the week, the Southern League announced the executive awards for this year, and I was very fortunate and I'm very honored to be named the 2018 Southern League Radio Broadcaster of the Year. Certainly a big honor, only the third winner that Jacksonville has had of this annual award, and the other two winners have gone on to great things. Terry Smith won the award in 1979. He's now the lead radio voice of the Los Angeles Angels. J.P. Shadrick, one of my good friends, a pre- and post-game show host for the Jaguars Radio Network and uh, Jaguars.com. He won back in 2008, so to be in company like that is great, first of all, but then to be in the company as well of some friends and colleagues who have won the award over the past several years and my time in the Southern League alone is just a, a very big honor. Uh, guys like Ben Ingram, who is now with the Atlanta Braves, Joe Davis, who of course is the television voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers, those two guys come to mind immediately as past winners of the award in my time in the Southern League, as well as uh, some great friends, great colleagues like Tommy Thrall. And by the way, big congrats to Tommy Thrall as he got to fill in for Marty Brenneman as the radio play-by-play -play announcer on the Cincinnati Bell Reds radio network. But Tommy sounded great making his Major League debut earlier in the week. Also, Chris Harris, who has won a couple of these awards, and also Mick Gillespie, who first brought me to the Southern League uh, way back in the winter of 2009. He and Darren Hedrick kind of plotted together and got a role for me to help out with the broadcast. So I was with the Smokies for a couple of years in 09 and 10, came back in 2012 before coming back to Jacksonville. And i uh, got to say a big thank you, first of all, to... Darren and Mick, who first helped bring me into the Southern League, but then all the other broadcasters in the league have really welcomed me and taught me a lot over the years. Guys like Larry Ward, who is a Southern League Hall of Famer, along with another Hall of Famer, Kurt Bloom. They have taught me so much about how to go about this job as a professional and what to do on the microphone as well. So very grateful to those guys, along with Mick, Tommy, uh, Chris Adamswald, who's become one of my really good friends, the radio broadcaster for the Montgomery Biscuits. Guys as well who are relative newcomers to the league like Steve Goldberg and Mobile. Also Tyler Springs and Jackson, Garrett Green in Biloxi. Uh, we've really got a good league of broadcasters that uh, we all talk together. We are friends away from the ballpark. And to receive this honor meant I got votes from my fellow broadcasters as well as the league's general managers. So that is uh, it certainly means a lot to me to, to get this recognition from them. But blown away as well by the outpouring of support i've received on social media a lot of friends and family have checked in with me congratulating me so uh, it's been a little much at times but i certainly appreciate it and also appreciate uh, what fox sports florida had to say on their broadcast last night 
His pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And a one-two. He swings and it's a high, deep drive to center. Ray racing back to the track. To the Give him six. O'Brien has tied the Southern League record. First pitch on the way. Harrison swings. High drive. Deep to left field. This is gone. Roger Hoover, the voice of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, and that leads us to our Chevy Minor League Spotlight. We have to say congratulations to Roger, who has been named the Southern League Broadcaster of the Year, and for good reason. He is such a rock star and such a wonderful colleague. He has called minor league baseball games for 11 seasons. Seven of those have been in Jacksonville, and guys, Roger is such a pro that earlier in the season, his laptop got absolutely decimated by a foul ball, and he did not miss a single beat. No, he did not. I think he may have won the award on that alone. Uh, no, I kid. A very, very well-deserved congratulations to Roger Hoover as Jay Bruce flies out to center field for the first out. Roger on the left. We saw him uh, in Miami earlier uh, this week. Or maybe it was last week. I forget when it was. It was recently. We saw him recently. It's good to see him. Uh, I met him for the first time in spring. Tremendous young man. Tremendous broadcaster and many congratulations job well done just very cool very cool to to get this recognition and I look forward to catching up with uh, the Fox Sports Florida team the Marlins radio broadcasters uh, coming up next week in Miami mentioned at the top that now that we are in the baseball offseason for me hopefully we'll have an episode each week and coming up next week it is Tennessee Florida week so this should be the third edition of the Roger Hoover Stuart Weber preview as my good friend Stuart Weber University of Florida graduate works for Action Sports Jacks in Jacksonville. He and I have started what has now become an annual tradition. We've done it for two years in a row. Maybe it'll be the third annual Hoover Weber preview. Hope to do that at some point during what will be a very busy next week. Then I'm going to Chicago to watch a couple of Chicago Cub games with my family after that. But hopefully we'll be able to keep churning out one podcast a week. That is certainly the goal. As we get into the off season. you know I've not always lived up to that, but certainly going to try over the next few weeks, especially while I have a little bit of downtime between baseball and basketball. But again, I've got a very busy weekend coming up of SEC volleyball and soccer on SEC Network Plus, so hope you can catch those broadcasts. And until next time, play the waltz, Roy. I remember the night and the Tennessee waltz. Only you know how much I have lost. Yes, I lost my the night they were playing that beautiful 